Welcome into the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here, sadly, lonely only, by Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. Whoa, man. Yeah, no. I'm the life of the fucking podcast. It's been very boring. (laughs) (laughs) Without Trey, Stinky Fingers Jose. Fucking got beer everywhere. He's got COVID 3.0, so, you know, <laughs> he's a 10-time survivor of COVID, and we wish him the best. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you, have COVID, you had COVID last week, right? That's why you weren't on our Starts of the Week episode. No, I was in Seattle. Oh, well, that's what we told everyone. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Any, anytime someone's Spread. missing, it's just COVID. <laughs> COVID. They just blame it on COVID. <laughs> well, but what I said well oh yeah well thank you all for listening uh and tuning in to the show we appreciate it very very much again we are the fantasy football fathers you can find us on twitter or the x at the ff fathers uh oh God, please change the name back today tonight tomorrow whenever you're listening we are going to be going through all the waiver wire ads for week four so uh important episode. Uh a lot of shit went down this weekend. A lot of craziness in the NFL world. Uh so I guess let's just get right into it, man. Seventy points <laughs> put up on the Broncos. Uh Mike McDan- McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins, seventy points uh on the Denver Broncos. It's only the fourth time in NFL history someone scored seventy points. Yeah, I think it's been since like 1966 or some shit. Uh, Stupid. Funny enough, McDaniel's was uh, the ball boy for the Denver Broncos, but way back in the day. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. Did you know that Fuck. that girl? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry for the viewers who don't know that girl is. Uh, she's live and in the yeah, presence. She's, she's, she's in our live audience this time. Yeah, and she's a few margaritas in, so look out. um yeah mike mcdaniel was the ball boy for the denver broncos and then when they were uh you know fast forward to a couple years ago when they were uh looking for a new head coach and they hired nathaniel hackett mcdaniel had um uh submitted a request or whatever to interview and they denied him. They just didn't even let him interview for the job. So oh, I'm sure they're kicking themselves in the ass for that. I thought that was a little interesting uh, kind of backstory because obviously, you know, he wanted to put it to him, and they certainly did that. Devon A. Chain, four touchdowns. Uh, Raheem Mostert, four touchdowns. <laughs> uh, it's it, What a fucking game. It's, it's just insane. And the crazy thing, you hear that and you – probably think that oh it means Tyreek Hill did nothing no Tyreek Hill has a lot of very good game himself yeah he did I mean a lot of fantasy explosions um this weekend Keenan Allen looking like a young uh Keenan Allen (laughs) looking like a young yeah looking like a young Keenan Allen what do you have 18 receptions for 200 and something yards and then threw a 49 yard touchdown to Mike Williams before he tore his ACL Oh my God! All right, we'll, we, I know, we, I know, we'll get to that, but we will get to all another that. Another year, another disappointment for Mike Williams. Yep, and guess who drafted him again? Your boy, because I will just keep going back to the well <laughs> over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll touch on all these injuries as we go through these players that should be picked up, because naturally that's kind of how waiver wires work. Um, so. And then uh, do a quick little preview of Thursday night. Um, it's still kind of early. It's only Monday when we're recording this, but we can at least uh, give you the latest uh, that we have for Thursday night, uh, Packers versus the Lions. Uh, so, yeah, let's get right into it. Obviously, at the top of the list, uh, Devon A-Chain, uh, the A-Train, the Choo-Choo Train um, himself, I don't know. We got to come up with a cool nickname. <laughs> There's got to be some, <laughs> the freight train, a chain, or something. Um, rostered in 47% of leagues. Um, this is a guy we've been talking about for quite a while. And um, so, really, if you're listening to this, I mean, it's congrats to those of you that actually held on to him because hopefully you did draft him. 
you know, in all the leagues we play in, he was drafted in every single league. And it's it's really congrats to those that were patient and didn't drop him through the first two weeks because uh, he was dealing with an injury and then, you know, really didn't get any work. Um, and this, this week they unleashed him. So if he's sitting on your bench, yes, it's a bummer, especially if you lost, but at least you have him on your roster because people are going to spend up for him probably more so than we saw last week with Jerome Ford. Um, but you know, I think it's pretty clear and obvious. He's the number one waiver wire addition this week. Yeah, no, his season so far has been crazy. Like you said, misses week one, gets one touch in week two or two touches in week two. And then goes for f- almost 50 points week three. And because of that one game, he is the f- number the fifth ranked running back on the season already because of one game, essentially. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty wild uh, wild stat. He only played 41% of snaps. You know? But still 22 touches and less than half the snaps. That's insane. Right. I and mean, that's a crazy workload. So, I mean, obviously we talked a lot about this guy in our rookie running back ranking shows. Um, and you know, before the season kicked off, he's got elite speed and with, uh, you know, Mike McDaniel's ability to scheme, um, and a chain's ability to just outrun everybody on the defense. We saw that finally come to light this year or this week. And, uh, you know, obviously he had a massive game, probably the biggest game we're going to see out of any running back (laughs) for probably the rest of the season. For sure. I mean, and honestly, just thinking about this Dolphins offense, I mean, when Waddle comes back from from his injury, how do you slow down this guy? There's so much speed yeah. everywhere on this field. I mean, they didn't even have Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Waddle didn't even play. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's crazy. Like Tyreek Hill, obviously, is probably the fastest guy in the league. Jalen Waddle's up there as well. He ran, I think, a four three something. Uh, Raheem Mosa ran a four three. Devon A. Chain ran a four three. Like, how do you cover these guys? There's way too much fucking speed on the on the field to ever corral them. Yeah. They also look like they could be the best team in football right now. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. I mean, I think they're three and zero, and the Niners are three and zero, and I think those are the only two undefeated teams still left. And their defense is gonna get better. Jalen Ramsey has not played yet. Right, crazy. And they didn't have Jalen Waddle last week, so the, J- the Jalen's come back, and <laughs> good luck to the rest of the NFL. Yeah, it's uh, they're looking pretty scary right now, and Tua is looking good. Um, did you see that one play where they faked almost like a reverse and then he did like a shuffle pass? Um, it was, it was the, like the, the two, impressive. the two or three yard score. Yeah. One. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. It was Mike McDaniels is a genius. I mean, he, I, he, everything he does is so based off of what he learned under Kyle Shanahan and their offenses are very similar because you can, there's just so much misdirection and it's so hard to figure out where that ball is going that like, he's just, like you said earlier, scheming people open for the easiest plays ever. Yeah. I mean, Tua doesn't really have to do a whole lot back there. He's literally just finding the open guy. And there's always one guy that seems to be wide open. Yeah, the, I mean, the designs are, are really impressive. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm super excited for A-Chain the rest of the way. He he should get a heavy dose of, of opportunity, I think, every single week now. Any concern with Jeff Wilson coming back? He's only out for one more week, and then he'll be coming back from the IR. I mean, maybe, but there's no way you keep a guy like that off the field. And the thing with A-Chain is he doesn't need a, a, a ton of of snaps to make plays. Like, yeah. It, he only needs a sliver of opportunity or, or a lane to actually break a run for 80 yards and score, you know, because he's literally faster than everyone else on the field. So Yeah. My my only concern is that, you know, they're gonna he's gonna want to try to incorporate Jeff Wilson's, you know, somewhere on this offense. He always has. And so my concern really is that A Chain loses too many snaps, make it where it's almost unviable to put him in your starting lineup. Yeah. Um, whether it's in your flex, because twenty two touches, I think, is might end up being a season high for him. It could be, but at the same time it's you know, you just put up seventy points in an NFL game. So obviously what you did worked. Um and if you know Jeff Wilson comes back and they're not as successful on offense, then then bye bye Jeff Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to do what works, right? You just put up the most points um, that we've seen in the last forty years of NFL football. Uh, you should probably keep doing that, <laughs> whatever you did. Yeah, you'll probably win a lot of games if you put up seventy. Yeah. 
so yeah, pick up Devon A chain. Would you spend all of your fab? Or are you worried about Jeff Wilson? I'm not that worried about Jeff Wilson. I just wanted to kind of throw it out there. Um I mean if he's available and like you mentioned earlier in all of our leagues. And chances are either Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson are gonna get hurt again. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe A Chain does, but you know, because he's a smaller guy, but at least he's young. You know, Raheem and, is thirty one and getting a lot of run and looking yeah. good, but he's likely more likely to get hurt. I mean, honestly, A Chain is probably worth spending eighty or ninety percent of your fab, but whatever you have left if you haven't, you know, burned it all in the first couple of weeks, but Yeah. But yeah, he's not available in our any of our league, so it's no. not. I can't make that choice. <laughs> All right. Hopefully, you drafted him and and held on. Uh, but I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh my god, I I, dr- I literally just dropped a chain." You know, Sunday morning for some fucking yeah, other for back, whoever. You know. Uh, so yeah, I would definitely be willing to spend up on a chain, and he would be my number one. Could that be like the target this year's version of Justin Jefferson? How a lot of people dropped him after week one, his rookie year, then he could be. went off. Yep, could be definitely. Uh, number two on the list, Tank Dell, uh, rostered in forty four percent of leagues on sleeper. He uh, he's been making plays. Uh, big week this week: seven targets, uh, one hundred and forty five yards, and a touchdown. In my opinion, he should be rostered in all leagues. Um, at this point, C.J. Stroud has looked really, really good through three weeks. Uh, Nico Collins had the big week last week. This week it was Tank Dell. Stroud or Stroud Stroud has um has, has looked like the best rookie quarterback so oh, far this not, season. It's not even close. He yeah. is the, he is by far the best so far. He's looked a lot better than some second year quarterbacks, third year quarterbacks, <laughs> Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, man, sky's the limit for Tank Dell. He's another, you know, smaller guy, but explosive as hell, fast. Uh, made a ton of big plays this week when he got the ball in his hands. Um, you know, like I said, Tank Dell should be rostered in all leagues. There's going to be some some weeks where, you know, he he hurts you, but there's going to he has the ability to put up big numbers like this as well. Yeah, I mean, the we all know the Texans overall as a team are not good. And so they're going to be throwing the ball a lot in the second half to try to keep up. Um, and that bodes well for C.J. Stroud if you're in a uh, in a two-quarterback system uh, or a league um, or a super flex league because he's going to put up points. He's a really good uh, QB2 there. He's actually QB12 on the season so far. That's even after a really disappointing week one game for him. And Tank Dell is going to be that boomer bust guy. Um, I think so is Nico Collins. So, like, I think they're going to kind of alternate, like, who yeah. has good games here and there. And so, if you pick the right one, like, you're going to probably win that week just because you're putting him into a flex position and he gets you 20 points instead of, you know, 10. Yeah. End of the day, Stroud is, is good, man. He's going to be a good NFL quarterback. So, uh, you know, we had him, I think I had him one on, on my rookie list. You, we, did. you guys had him up there as well, either had one two. or two. Um, I mean, he looks, he's fitting the bill for sure. So um, I'm confident that he can support two, three fantasy relevant uh, pass catchers. I just hope they get the running game going for all the Damian Pierce owners out there. Yeah, it's, that's been rough. But, you know, if they keep being threatening through the air and killing teams that way, then, you know, it should open up for Damian Pierce. Uh, they need some offensive linemen to get back. I think they have four guys out last week. Yeah. Um, and the week before, including their starting tackles, who uh, one of them is shit, uh, Larry Tunsil. Yeah, one of the best tackles in the league. So like losing him is a huge, a huge blow to the to your running game. And you know Stroud himself should be considered to be picked up. I think he should be rostered in, you know, definitely all super flex leagues. He probably already is, but uh, most one quarterback leagues as well. Uh, he's only rostered in twenty eight percent of those, um, and. You know, I, I would play Stroud right now over uh, Justin Fields, uh, you know, who's been super disappointing. Um, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I thought I was going to get an absolute steal because somehow Fields dropped me in our home league into like round five or six for whatever reason, kind of the way it worked out, and he's been terrible. Yeah. It's really frustrating. He's been really, really bad, and that's uh, – that's another story. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess he just needs to run the ball. <laughs> like, just just run the ball. That's that's what you do well, and he's just not doing a lot of it. And, 
you know, trying to be a complete quarterback, throwing the football. He just he's just not very accurate, and I, I think that's what it is. Some of it's play calling, whatever. Uh, but there's only so many times you can blame coaching for a guy. You know, he's yeah. had what now almost thirty starts. He hasn't won, hasn't won many games. Um, so there's only so many excuses you can <laughs> you know put out there for a guy. So uh, I'm praying for all you Justin Fields owners. Um, next on the list is Josh. Palmer, uh, rostered in only 5% of leagues on Sleeper. Uh, Palmer should definitely be added, obviously, with Mike Williams, uh, unfortunately, going down to an ACL tear. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, you know, I, I think most people are probably still holding on to Quentin Johnston or are going to look to add Quentin Johnston this week with the Mike Williams news. Uh, but Right now, he's behind Josh Palmer on the death chart. He has been uh, all season. Uh, Josh Palmer played uh, more snaps than him or has been playing more than Quentin Johnston. He's doubling Quentin Johnston's yeah. snaps so far on the season. So there's a reason for that. You know, uh, we talked about Quentin Johnston at the, you know, during the offseason, during our rookie wide receiver show. He's a great athlete, freak athlete, mm-hmm. uh, much like Mike Williams, but he's he needs to do a lot to improve as a well-rounded receiver. He's, he's just not that right now. Um, he could dominate in college cause he was such a better athlete. Uh, but there were clear, obviously obvious flaws in his route running and his ability to, uh, make plays, uh, down the field, you know, a lot of body catching, um, things that just NFL receivers shouldn't do. So, um, I still think it takes some time for Quentin Johnston to overtake Palmer. So right now, if you need someone to play at, at receiver or flex, Josh Palmer uh, should be added, in my opinion. No, I completely agree. I would have Palmer over Johnston um, for admit, at least the next few weeks until we see Johnston start doing something that, yeah. you know, more than what he's doing right now. Because right now he has a total of eight targets on the season and only has only caught five of them. Um, for a whole measly 26 yards. Yeah, not good. I imagine he'll get more opportunity, um, but, you know, it's going to be the Keenan Allen show and, and Josh Palmer and the two tight ends. So I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, worried that there's really not going to be anybody that's really fantasy relevant outside of Keenan Allen, though, because yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of like Keenan Allen and then the ball just gets spread around throughout the rest of the guys yeah now it could end up being though with uh mike williams going down that you actually once eckler comes back uh that you see a lot more pass catching out of the backfield from him yeah that's true uh yeah eckler's been out uh with injury as well and speaking of the uh, the backup there who was kind of a uh popular ad last week has done trash in the starting role the last two weeks has been shit so I mean, it's just it's crazy because like in week one when Eckler was there, Josh Kelly had 16 attempts for 91 yards and a touchdown, and then he's had now in the starting like role last Josh two Smelly, <laughs> Jesus, stinky Smelly, <laughs> Trey's favorite player. Yeah, but like literally in the last two games when he's been the lead back there, he's actually gotten less touches than he did in week one. Um even though he's getting a lot more snap percentage. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if it's just the way the game plan worked out or what, but they got to figure out something there. Um, or they just hope and pray that Eckler comes back. They said that he could come back this week. Hmm. Um, next on the list, Tajay Spears. Or Tajay. Am I saying that right? Tajay, yeah. Tajay Spears. Tyler's Tajay. <laughs> uh, I can... I can I can you know, venture out a little bit. <laughs> you, get a little, you can get a little diverse, yeah. Uh, for the second time this year, the uh, for uh, the second time this year, let me start over there, guys. For the second <laughs> time this year, <laughs> Tajay Spears uh, has led the Titans in the backfield. Uh, snaps fifty seven percent for Spears this week, thirty six percent for Derrick Henry. Uh, uh, the King has has fallen. No, I, I honestly, I think it's. Um, you know, the, the Titans finally have a second running back that they can actually trust. You know, they drafted uh, Spears this 
uh, offseason in the NFL draft, and uh, he's a really good back. Um, and they were playing from behind last the last couple of weeks, um, which is I think is you know you're going to see more spears um, when they are playing from behind, and they're probably trying to keep Henry as fresh as possible for later in the season. Um, and they finally feel like they have someone that they can put in those passing situations and not have to uh, run Henry into the ground. But in my opinion, you know, it's more of a handcuff situation right now, but he's one of the top handcuffs in the league if something were to happen to Derrick Henry. 100%. I mean, and even though Ty J. Spears has outsnapped Henry in two of the three games, Derrick Henry is still dominating the touches in the backfield. Yeah. Uh, Ty J. Spears only has a total of 15 touches where. Uh, Derrick Henry is at what is that fifty one? So it's not close when it comes to the touches. Um, it is a little concerning though. I'm like, hey, the Titans are really don't look good so far. No, they're pretty bad. And their only reliable weapon on offense is Derrick Henry. Like, you might need to start putting him the ball. But I know I understand trying to you know save him for the end of the season. But the end of the season doesn't matter if you're not vying for a playoff spot. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Yeah, D Hop has not been good. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, not good, still trash, um, and they just keep fucking playing. I mean, they don't really have any options. Um, you know, Malik Willis and what's his nuts, the mayonnaise coffee guy. Yeah, Will Levis aren't very great options to pivot to. So it is what it is. But uh, this team's just bad, man. They, you know, if you have Derrick Henry on your team, you just hope that they just. They go to, you know, what we've seen in the past is just give Derrick Henry the ball every single play. Yeah, because, I mean, we've seen it. Like, this has been the been their offense for the last, you know, three or four years where it's just Derrick Henry. And even though you can load the box with eight, nine guys, it doesn't matter. Derrick Henry still eats because he's Derrick fucking Henry. Right. So give the ball to Derrick fucking Henry, please. <laughs> um, all right, Luke Musgrave, the tight end for the Packers, rostered in 26% of leagues. Last week ran a team high of 86% of routes uh, and really was a consistent possession receiver for Jordan Love all game. Made a couple of really nice catches. Um, He's only a rookie, but um, he's really become a vital part of this offense, especially with Christian Watson being out all year and not looking good for Thursday. Uh, He did not practice today in their, their fake practice. Um, so when teams play on Thursdays, they have to report if they were, you know, no team practices on a Monday if they play on Thursday, but they have to report to the NFL if they were to have an actual practice, who would have practiced and who wouldn't have, uh, Watson was on the, who wouldn't have list. And the report today is that it's not looking good for Thursday. So I think we're going to see a lot of the same, um, offense for the Packers, uh, maybe with Aaron Jones, maybe not. That's not for sure yet either. So Luke Musgrave, um, I think, is going to get more and more involved as the season goes on. Looked good. Looked like one of their best receivers out there. Um, so I would be looking to add Luke if, you know, you it's the it's the shitty tight end position, right? Like there's no real consistency there. Yeah, it seems worse this year than it has in It's been really bad. So past. I mean. It's Travis Kelsey yeah. and nobody else. Like everyone else is doing trash. It's Travis Kelsey, then Taylor Swift, and then nobody <laughs> else. Yes. And shout out to Taylor Swift making Travis shout Kelsey out. a hell of a lot more money by increasing his jersey sales by four hundred percent in Come one on. day. That's the Swifty effect, man. Crazy. Yeah. Um now I know bring up Musgraves here. Um how do you also feel about uh, Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed? Both Low percentages. Dobbs is owned fifty two percent of leagues, and Reed's only at thirty three. Yeah. And with Watson being out, they've both had games where they went had really good games and games that they were kind of so so. Romeo Dobbs, I would absolutely like. He should be rostered in all leagues. I think. Um, I would absolutely. He did have, he did have twelve targets this this week. Only caught five of them though, so it's a little rough that way. But Love wasn't as accurate as he has been in the first two weeks. No, he wasn't. Um. He is playing Detroit, so it's kind of interesting. Like Detroit's obviously a much better team this year. Um, most people expect them to win the win the division, but the defense is still a little suspect. So I mean, you think like Dobbs is would be somebody you also must start this week, or 
I mean, I started Dobbs in a couple leagues last week out of kind of I had to, but, um, you know, he's my best option due to injuries and stuff. But I'm I'm totally happy starting Dobbs. Um, yeah, especially this week, short week. I mean, they throw the ball up to him a lot in the red zone, you know, and, and he comes down with them. So I, I think Dobbs is a really good receiver. Obviously, I'm a Packers fan, but I, I think he's a really well-rounded receiver, has great hands, um, and, you know, 12 targets, that's a lot of fucking targets. That's a, yeah, Even if you only caught five of them, like, that's a lot of targets. I mean, it's more it's more than double what he had any other game this year so far. Yeah, short season, but he was also dealing with the injury. Yeah. The, the good thing that we're seeing is that he played 86% of snaps, so it's the most snaps he played so far this year as well, coming from the injury. So, <clears throat> honestly, I think, I think I would agree with you that he should probably be started in most leagues, even not even not just owned but started. I think he'd sure. be a sol- very very solid flex play. And then Jaden Reed, you can you know add and think about starting, but Jaden Reed is a, is also pretty good. You know the the offense as a whole struggled for three quarters last week, uh, pretty you know mightily. But Jaden Reed, you know on the when he was out there, he earned a target on twenty six percent of his routes run. Uh, he had seven targets total for sixty three yards. Um, and if you watched the game, you would have seen Reed, um, really constantly getting open. He's, he's a really good route runner. He's quick. He's fast. He, uh, he made an incredible diving catch, um, and almost had a touchdown late in the game. So the game could have been a lot better for Reed, um, if he makes all the plays that were available to him. Uh, but look, he's getting open. He's getting opportunities. I think Jaden Reed should be rostered in, in way more leagues, almost all leagues, um, you know, because I don't think Christian Watson plays this week either. So Reed can be considered as a flex this week. All right. In what I think should be a high-scoring game. Uh, the over-under is 45 points right now. And the um, the Lions are one-and-a-half-point favorites. So Vegas thinks it'll be a close game and a pretty high-scoring game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I kind of lean towards the under. The Packers' defense has looked pretty dang good so far this year. Yeah, they've, they've been good. Now, they I don't think they've played an offense that's as capable of, of the Lions, though, so who, we'll see what happens there. But Yeah. They've been good, but they can give up big plays. So, a uh, little inconsistent. But uh, Marvin Mims uh, on the list this week as well, rostered in 27% of leagues. Kind of... Kind of the lone bright spot on a struggling Broncos team as a whole. Uh, they really need playmakers, and you know they drafted Mims this year. It's one of the. It was the first guy Sean Payton ever drafted for the Denver Broncos. He does have some juice. You know he's a rookie. He's a fast, good playmaker. Uh, solid day through the air. Only had five targets, um, but I think finished with somewhere around seventy-ish yards. On those five targets. 73 uh, yards, total of 15 fantasy points. In week two, he only had two targets for 113 yards with a touchdown and had almost 20 points. I mean, clearly he's a boomer bust guy. Yeah, but um, when he gets opportunity, he makes plays. Yeah. He's no, just he's, not getting a lot of opportunity. Yeah, but I th- honestly, like the way we're seeing so far is like, maybe we should get him in the field a little more often. Yeah, maybe give him the ball. Uh, he also returned two kicks last week for 121 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and... The yards don't count for in any league, but the touchdowns still count. Right, but it just shows it. You know, it shows that this kid makes plays. Like, you get him on the field. Uh, you guys are losing by fifty points. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what I don't know. Maybe I would get the guy that you know can make plays uh, on the field more and get him the fucking ball. What the, <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, it's, it's not adding up to me. I don't. I don't know what we're doing here. I mean, they gotta you know play little Jordan Humphrey instead. Yeah, little little hump. His, that's literally his name. It's Lil Jordan. Yeah, it's Lil <laughs> Lil Common Sense is what they should be calling <laughs> Sean Payton. Um. So, anyways, I you know I would hope that they see that and they they work him more into the game plan this week, and I would add him as kind of a depth add. I don't think he's someone you can start just because of the inconsistent opportunities, but you got to hope that they see what they have and and hopefully get him more opportunities yeah i mean plays. will he ever surpass at least this season in terms for snaps over you know jerry judy and Corlin sutton probably not but he's clearly the guy that can take the top off the, off a of defense and give you a you know a moment in i the mean game. what the fuck did what did jerry judy do last year last week uh nothing 
I don't think either one of them did shit. I mean, we just keep hyping this guy up, and everyone has whatever for him. I mean, I guess seven targets, five receptions for 81 yards. All right. Um, I don't know, man. He's been in the league now for four years, three years, hasn't done shit. I, you yeah. know, I, I don't know, man. I'm just like I'm over the Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton Yeah, I, I, bullshit. I, and I get that. And Sutton's actually been – decent uh he's actually behind mims in terms of total points but you know he's at least seen five seven and eleven targets in the last three games um so at least Corlin Sutton's workload is there right now it, well he probably only got 11 targets last week because they were down 50 <laughs> yeah. uh the other team scored a touchdown on their first play of the drive every time they had the ball so uh yeah i don't know man i'm just the broncos as a as an organization are yeah, I really yeah, wish that the, the Seahawks, instead of picking up like Drew Locke and Noah Fant from them, they would have gotten a third first round pick because I've been a top five pick this year. For and sure, I would really love that. Yeah. All right, Elijah Mitchell on the list, uh, rostered in forty eight percent of leagues, probably rostered in your league, but if not, I think now might be the time to pick him up. Uh, he wasn't getting any work at all, and then Shanahan before last week's game said, uh, you know, he wanted to get him more involved, take some of the load off CMC. He had uh, 14 opportunities this week um, and and made some decent plays. Um, he's really, the you know, in my opinion, the clear backup to CMC. Mason, Jordan Mason's the only real competition for touches, but I think Elijah Mitchell is the more explosive and, and better back right now. So if CMC were to miss time, I think Mitchell would be a top priority add and cost you a ton of fab. Um, so I would add him now if you need a little bit of running back depth before CMC gets hurt and misses time, which is almost a, probably going to happen. Hundred percent likely because <laughs> yeah. as good as he is, he tends to deal with a lot of small nagging injuries. And you know, this is just one of those guys we talk about it every year. Like it's a strategy, right, to point out or figure out guys that are talented that are in a backup kind of role that if the guy ahead of them were to go down, they would be a top 10, top 12 guy. And Elijah Mitchell fits that bill, in my opinion. If, well, I mean, we've seen Elijah Mitchell right. have extremely good seasons. He's only three years in the league, but uh, when he's had his opportunity to do something, he has taken advantage. I mean, back in 2021, um, I can't remember who the starter was there. It wasn't CMC. 2021, it was... Uh, I don't know. It's, I, there's been so many fucking. I can't. I can't remember who it is either. But whoever their starter was did go down, and Elijah Mitchell came in and had almost a thousand yards in only eleven games. Yeah, I mean he's talented. His biggest issue has been Health. injuries. You know, if just he, like CMC. Honestly, if he stayed healthy or if he was healthy consistently, I don't know if they ever would have made the trade for CMC, uh, because he was really really talented, um, but. You know, obviously he's not Christian McCaffrey, but he makes plays. So if, yeah. if Christian McCaffrey were to go down, then yeah, he would be a top ten guy in my opinion. All right, uh, moving on. DJ Shark, the wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, rostered in sixteen percent of leagues, could be a spot start this week uh, with Mingo being hurt and Adam Thielen being old. Um, <laughs> Shark ran a team high 93% of snaps and got 11 targets last week. It's not a real sexy play, but if you're looking for a volume guy that, you know, you're in a desperate spot and need someone to flex, I think DJ Shark could be uh in consideration uh this week. But yeah. Yeah, I mean honestly, <laughs> but I mean it goes we had this argument with Trey uh, before the season started, about who would be the number one receiver there. Yeah. And he was really hyping up Shark and Bingo, and you and I were like, you're high. It's going to be Adam Thielen. Mm -hmm. And so far, it's very much... I mean, Thielen, week one was terrible, but the last two weeks, you're talking about... Thielen had a pretty decent week last week, for Last sure. two weeks. he's had In the last, last two, two weeks, weeks, he has 23 targets, uh, caught 18 of them for over 200 yards and two touchdowns. Well, and... Uh, well, this week, it was not... Um, it was not... Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Uh, it was Andy Dalton, yep. so another veteran guy. And it's a little veteran on veteran here, you know what I mean? Uh, so Andy Dalton, 14 targets to Adam Thielen. 
you know, put up 26 points against the Seahawks. Plays Minnesota next week. Minnesota is another defense that gives up points. Is Adam Thielen a fucking wide receiver three flex play next week? I mean, probably. Honestly, I think a lot of it depends on if Bryce Young comes back and plays. There is no update on his ankle injury um, today. So, but honestly, I know it's it's Bryce Young, number one overall pick. You want to give him the chance to, you know, to become the starting quarterback there. But I think for this season, Andy, based on what we've seen from Bryce Young, Andy Dalton has a much better chance of winning games than Bryce Young does so far. I think so, too. I think you're not wrong. Um, and this team's just not very good. So I don't know how much value you're you're getting out of just throwing your number one draft pick out there and just letting them get crushed. Um, and you know, losing confidence, right? Rather than maybe sitting and learning from Andy Dalton a little bit, seeing how a, a veteran goes through uh, his week and the game. Um, and then you know give Jordan Love back the starting job next week or next year but Bryce Young Bryce Young whatever the fuck his name is he's terrible <laughs> <laughs> no I agree I think uh, they might as well be very cautious with the ankle injury and let him learn and a little more by sitting um, they kind of threw him into the fire and the we all saw in the preseason their offensive line is terrible nice come on <laughs> um, and so Bryce Young's out, out there running for his life trying to find open open guys they also apparently had the yips because uh they had eight false starts with the seahawks this last week yippee out there huh um all right you know the seahawks have a pretty good home field advantage so yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. go 12s (laughs) go 12s uh jaden reed we already talked about a little bit i would be looking to add him for some wide receiver depth possibly a nice flex play this week if especially if christian watson's out uh again uh, hopefully he plays um, sometime this season. We'll see. Uh, Jameson Williams is another guy I wanted to throw on this list. He is rostered in 54% of leagues on sleeper, uh, but he's going to be back in about a month. Um, so I think it's time to start considering adding him if he's available in your leagues, uh, just as kind of that sneaky ad where you're not going to have to spend a ton of fab and you can probably get him for free. And, um, you know, I think in my opinion, the Lions do really lack a kind of downfield burner uh, target right now on this offense. And that's obviously what Jamison Williams is going to provide and be really, really good at. So um, I'd be looking if I had room on my on my roster to to add Jamison Williams and hold on to him for a couple of weeks until he's back. The nice thing about that, too, adding him because he is still under suspension, you can actually add him, then throw him into your IR spot and pick yep. up somebody else to fill fill up your roster. So um, I have him, I think, in just one league, and that's what, exactly what I'm doing, um, hoping that when he does come in, he provides that, that big play. I think he makes an, an immediate impact. You know, Jared Goff has looked good. They have now other weapons on this offense that the defense is going to have to be worried about. And so, yeah, I think Jamison Williams comes in, and, and he's an immediate playmaker. Uh, for this offense that's already pretty pretty good just needs that deep threat because you know Amon Ra not really that type of guy but super super good underneath and in between the numbers and route running and all that they need someone that can take the top off the defense and that's Jameson Williams and last guy on the list Another guy that, you know, you're not going to add and start right now, but I would keep an eye on Rico Dowdle, uh, the running back for the Dallas Cowboys backup running back, rostered in only 4% of leagues. But in my opinion, he's clearly the number two back in Dallas. Uh, Mike McCarthy has been quoted talking about how much he loves Rico Dowdle. Um, He's been in the league for, I think, about four years. He's finally gotten an opportunity to – to really uh, uh, be involved in, on an offense. Um, and he's the number two guy behind Pollard, who's not the biggest guy and gets a lot of run. He's probably going to get hurt at some point this year. So um, this is just another one of those ads that, hey, maybe you add him this week and Pollard goes down on Sunday. And then next week we're talking about Rico Dowdle as the number one waiver wire ad. So uh, another one of those sneaky ads just to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, can't really add any more to it. I should just throw out there and say that uh, so far in the season, I was wrong on Tony Pollard. 
I was, I think, the only guy <laughs> out of the three of us. I was like, I just don't trust it. I haven't seen him have a huge workload for the, the entirety of a season. That's what I was concerned about. But uh, sorry, he's killing. It. He's the number four running back in fantasy right now. So yeah, he's good. He's really good. And you know, I have him in our home keeper league. I decided to keep him over Kenneth Walker, and uh, you know. <laughs> I probably should get both of them, uh, <laughs> but I was really worried about Charbonnet, and then you know Charbonnet hasn't been very involved. So, uh, but anyway, Tony Pollard's been great. Um, yeah, we, actually, the guy ranked ahead of Tony Pollard is Kenneth Walker at number three overall. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I could have had three and four. Yep, I know. I was looking at that earlier today, but all good. Um, yeah, but going back to Rico, I mean, on his when he does get a little bit of work. He's pretty effective, you know, 5.25 care, uh, yards per carry last week did get three targets to the air, caught all three of them for 25 yards as well. And a touchdown. So, and you know, I was watching him in the preseason. He looks good. I mean, he looks explosive. Um, so keep an eye on him. He's available in pretty much every single league. Yeah. He's actually less rostered than Deuce Vaughn. Who's the third string running back there? Who? That's the old social media effect. Yeah, I mean he's five six, one seventy six. He's tiny, and it, you know they had the really cool video because his dad's been a scout for the Cowboys forever, and like when they draft him, it was like, yeah, hey, he called. They had the whole video. He called him, was like, hey son, you want to come? You want to come work for me next week? Cool video, but I mean he's so small. People are like, oh, look at this midget. I'm going to add him. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a cool story. And everyone's like, they're trying to compare him to, like, Darren Sproles. But Darren Sproles was bigger than Deuce Vaughn. By, like, yeah. I think he had, like, 15 to 20 pounds on him. Yeah. So, it's just, I mean, I think Deuce Vaughn, it's a great story. But, I mean, he's never going to really t- make an impact um, on this team. No. Nope. Uh, all right. Thursday night, the Packers taking on the Detroit Lions. Uh, right now, it's looking like Christian Watson not going to play. Um, sucks, man. Uh, but you got to hold on to him and just, just keep riding this thing out. Hopefully, he comes back. Week five, um, Aaron Jones, we have the latest on uh, the report today. He was a li- he was listed as limited uh, participant for Monday's practice, even though they didn't practice. But, again, it was uh, – if they were to practice, what would he be listed as? It was limited, also dealing with a hamstring. Uh, looked good in pregame warmups on Sunday. Was thinking about playing, and I think they decided to hold off because they were playing, you know, a, they had a quick turnaround playing the Lions on Thursday, and that's a pretty important uh, divisional game. So um, I expect Aaron Jones to play. I don't expect Christian Watson to play. If Aaron Jones is playing, I think you're starting him, obviously. Uh, he's been super good when uh, when on the field. Um, Jordan Love, you can start. Uh, <laughs> I think you know he's been he's been really good. Um, you know the first three quarters of last week weren't good, um, and then he turned it around. Um, I think uh, you know in a game that I expect uh, quite a few points to be scored. I think you can play Jordan Love if. I, you know, had someone like a Justin Fields or uh, some sort of quarterback that wasn't, you know, playing well, um, I'd be happy to start Jordan Love. For sure. And, and honestly, all Packers fans and fantasy owners, they really want Aaron Jones back because A.J. Dillon sucks. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it like, sucks. I, lo- I love the guy, but. Uh, I mean, yeah. he, he there was so much hype, especially going into last season for him. Yeah. Like, and he's just. He's just not it, man. I think every, I think a lot of people saw him thought like he could be the next Derrick Henry because um, yeah. of how big he is. But he's just he's just people, not. People don't realize that he's ex- much much slower. Derrick Henry's a freak. Yeah, he's really fast for being two hundred and sixty pounds. Right. So AJ Dillon just yeah, he's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So be benching him, um, Luke Musgrave. As I said, you know, I think you can start him um, at the tight end spot. Um, I mean, you can really start anyone at tight end. Who cares at this point? Um, yeah, it's a, outside of Travis Kelsey, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, f- yeah, fuck it. Um, <laughs> we're actually getting rid of the tight end position and bringing back kickers. So <laughs> come on. Um, on the other side of the ball, the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, skipped uh, Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed. 
if Christian Watson's out, I think both those guys can be played, in my opinion. Yeah. I, 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 I view Romeo, Romeo Dobbs as more as a wide receiver two, high-end flex, and I view Jaden Reed as more of a wide receiver three, kind of low-end flex. Sorry. Real quick, I want to just jump back to A.J. Dillon real quick. He's rostered in 83% of leagues. Should he should he be dropped at this point? Um, I I would be okay dropping him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's pretty crazy to say, but yeah, it just seems like there's no reason to have him on your roster. He's not doing anything good. And there there is no reason. I mean, even when Aaron Jones is out, he doesn't really produce. He's not the vocal point of the offense. It's there's really no reason to. Have and it's him also kind of crazy because in week one he had 13 times. So that's when Aaron Jones was there. And then this last week when Aaron Jones is clearly out, he still only had 11 rushing attempts. So whether Aaron Jones is there or not, they don't care to give him the ball more. It it does not change their, their strategy in uh, in what they do with A.J. Dillon or, or the running game. So, you know, I mean, he's been on the team for a while now. I think LaFleur knows what he has in A.J. Dillon, and he knows he doesn't have a super dynamic playmaking running back in A.J. Dillon. He's someone that can – you know, ground and pound the defense a little bit and wear him down a little bit, but he's not gonna he's not gonna make dynamic plays like Aaron Jones does. Um so on the other side of the ball, Jared Goff. Should I've already said this. Jared Goff should already be starting in probably every league. Um he's looked good this year. I said that to begin the season before we started, I was like, why is Jared Goff being so disrespected in terms of being drafted? He's being drafted as like the 15th or 16th quarterback. He's the QB9 so far in the season. He finishes a top 10 quarterback last year. There's no reason to believe this isn't going to continue to happen. Is he the best quarterback? He's going to give you like the super high-end numbers week in, week out. Like, you know, even Lamar Jackson, who's, you know, the fourth or fifth overall quarterback. But like, no, but I mean, he's still putting up great, great numbers. It's stupid that he's not being started in more leagues. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, he, he, here's the deal, okay? <laughs> he he uh, he got more work this week and was pretty efficient, okay? So 17 attempts on the ground, 80 yards, 4.7 per carry. Not bad. Uh, but only got two targets through the air. And last week... He had nine. <laughs> had nine. And then only had seven attempts on the ground. So... Uh, I just fucking I don't get it. You drafted this guy twelfth, twelfth overall in yeah. the NFL draft in the first round. Why? Why is he not getting more work? His usage is all over the place. It's it's, it's really so hard inconsistent. Track. It's like there's no real plan, and they're just going in the game and just saying, "All right, you know, come on, man, we're gonna fucking <laughs> who wants the ball this play, man? You raise your hand." I'll give you the ball if you raise your hand, man. Whoever <laughs> raises it the fastest. Like, there's no, I don't, I, I really don't. It's frustrating. It seems super unorganized and just like a crapshoot every single week. Yeah. I would still play him this week against the Packers, but I mean, it's obviously really nice. Knows. He got 17 carries, um, being the first game without David Montgomery being there at all. So it's nice seeing that. But it's weird that the passing game took such a steep drop off. Um, you would think that even being the starting back there there you would still see him get five or six targets out of the backfield i mean that's what makes him special that's what makes him different yeah get that guy in space right right and you know down at the goal line i you know they ran a read option with jared goff who of course oh i know fucking scored a rushing touchdown but it's like man it's just frustrating i would still play jameer gibbs um i think david montgomery's still out right um yeah, I think they expect him out for a few weeks. Yeah, David Montgomery's still going to be out, so it's going to be Craig Reynolds, who should be selling insurance, but he's... I mean, they did technically list David Montgomery as a limited participant in the fake practice today. Um, so, I mean, he I guess he could play, but it seems really unlikely. Yeah. Either way, whether Montgomery plays or not, I would still be throwing Gibbs out there for another week. Because if you don't start him this week, he's going to pull off a A-chain and, you know, go for mm-hmm. 150 yards and two touchdowns or something. And, you, so. and honestly, you probably have to. Like, most people invested pretty heavily in, in Gibbs this, in right. the draft season. You probably got him in the third round. Um, like, second or third was, like, kind of the lace he was going. So, 
you kind of have to go with him, um, hopefully, and just expect it to get better. I think that's all it comes down to. Sam Laporta finally got in the end zone. Yeah. This is a guy we talked a lot about. Um, for me, he was right behind Dalton Kincaid as far as rookie uh, tight ends. And, uh, man, he's been really good. Um, 11 targets last week, 8 receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Finished with 18.4 fantasy points in half PPR leagues. He's a, uh, a must-start, I, uh, I would say, at tight end. For sure. I mean, he's had at least five targets in all three games so far, and it's only gotten better game, gotten better with every uh, game so far. I mean, five targets a game as a tight end in this league right now is great. So he has to be in your starting lineup. Yeah. He had as many targets last week as Amon Ross St. Brown. So that's, you know, that's, that's saying huge. something. That's yeah. huge. Now Amon Ross St. Brown put up 102 yards, but uh, didn't get in the end zone. But I mean, eighty-four yards and a touchdown is a phenomenal stat line for the tight end so far this season. Ends. Yeah, uh, Amon-Ra obviously a must start. Um, that's probably it though at the receiver, right? I mean, Josh Reynolds last week put up a big fat zero. Yeah, I mean he's he's what boomer bust guy and never one you're ever going to want to trust to put in your lineup. Yeah, but you trust him against the Packers though? Probably not. Because it could be the same thing where like, he could end. Sure, he could go off. He could get six targets and score a couple touchdowns like he did against the Seahawks. But I'd rather see the consistency that we get from Sam Laporta and have him in my lineup than Craig or than Josh Reynolds, who is going to be, you know, he could have six or seven targets or he have one target. You just, it's hard to say what's going to happen until the game starts playing. Yeah, it'll be really interesting when uh, Jameson Williams comes back if Josh Reynolds kind of really takes a back seat. Uh, to Jamison Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown. So, honestly, I think he will. Maybe not right at first because James Williams has played one NFL game so far in his career. But he's he's much more dynamic, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. It's I mean that's why they drafted him where where they did. They expect him to be that big play guy, um, and he showed it when he's in Alabama. So I expect that to still be the case, and it's just got to you know work its way into fruition. For sure, that will probably do it for fantasy options uh, for Thursday night. Unless yep. I'm missing anybody. No, I think you cover them all. Alrighty. Well, I think that'll do it uh, for our first episode with a live audience. <laughs> you can hear the crowd going nuts. <laughs> uh we appreciate you all listening. Uh, we'll be back later this week with starts of the week, sits of the week, and uh, always willing and able to answer any of your, your very serious questions on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Uh, so hit us up there. Like, rate, subscribe, um, and we will see you all next episode. Thank you very much, and goodbye. Bye. I had to hit that for Trey. <laughs> you got an Insta? Oh, you we got an Insta. Holy shit.